We've got another beautiful day here in sunny Los Angeles, California. Let's take a look at our seven-day forecast. We're seeing lots of sunshine all week long. Temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. And don't forget, it's Taco Tuesdays. We got blow, hose, and endo. Hey, when I'm lonely, I always go up top, top till I go this. Just in case Hot scotch, blocks, hot, hot rock Off top like a new Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast In your mother fucking ass, okay? Welcome back, no for real My name is Kay A.K.A. K-Day, A.K.A. Khalif, you know, but y'all can call me K, you can call me Khalif. I'm back with an all brand new episode. I'm so excited to be back and I'm so happy to be still putting out content and still doing my show and I'm happy that you all are still listening. Um, I want to open up the show with sort of an update on where I've been and how I've been throughout this pandemic. So we all know that it's a lot going on in this goddamn world right now. We already know that shit is, it's gotten fucking real, you know, and excuse my French, but it's true. You know, this, this pandemic has definitely been, this entire year has just been a very unexpected, whirlwind I can't even say it I was like whirlwind of events and bullshit and fuckery and trauma and chaos you know right along with us still trying to make money if we are lucky enough to be able to make money right now right along with us still trying to maintain our mental health our physical health and not catch COVID-19 you know COVID-19 this shit really came up in here and just it just shook the fucking table. There's no table left. It came in and shook the table, but what table? There is no table anymore. Um, it's a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, honestly, throughout this pandemic, I definitely have had my, my challenges, <laughs> um, which is why I stepped away for a little bit. And, you know, I came back about a month ago, I think in, yeah, I came back a little bit in June or so. And I did, um, the unpack conversations that you all have been seeing on Instagram live and Facebook live. And I'll get into how that started. If you have, if you have not watched the unpack series that I've been doing lately, um, with another dear friend of mine named Katisha, um, and recently, um, another friend of mine by the name of Eric and Nisha, both of them friends, sorry, they got involved as well for the nonprofit, but I'll get into that in a second. But basically, throughout this pandemic, for me personally, it has been challenging. Um, I dealt with racist roommates <laughs> 
who, you know, they they tried their best to attack another person who was in the house who was black. And they, you know, they went to the police and lied and all types of crazy stuff. So I decided to move out. And at this rate, I feel like a nomad. I'm like, I'm always fucking moving. Can I not move? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so I dealt with that at the very beginning of this pandemic. That was like literally at the beginning of this, like in April to May, I was dealing with that. Um, and it was just very chaotic, very toxic. So, and honestly, I think for me, I was trying to just process. I know my last episode that I did for my podcast was called Raw Truths back in April. I was just in a space of not knowing what the fuck was going on. And, you know, I was trying to process everything. It was just a lot. And wait, I want to make sure this is still recording you guys. Sorry. Okay. We're getting up there with the technology. We'll get there one day. Okay. But basically... I felt like I had to step away because throughout all of that, this global pandemic is happening and people can't pay their rent. I was freaking out because I didn't know how I was going to pay mine. And, you know, I was still in school and I'm trying to balance school and make sure that I graduate and fulfill my obligations with this damn school that I go to and, you know, um, work and make and, and try to. It was just so chaotic in April and May. God damn, that shit was wild as fuck. But then um, once I left and I moved, thank God I was able to do that by the grace of God. Um, Things got a lot better for me in the midst of shit falling apart, which is so weird. And I'm going to share with you how they got better with me. And I've been I've been a little quiet about a few things. But um, throughout throughout the midst of all of this chaos going on, I was so excited because um, and I'm very personal, you know, about my transition and everything. Um, but I managed to get uh, one of my surgeries done. So I was extremely happy about that. And you see, I'm kind of shying away as I'm talking about it right here, you guys. Like, um, my procedure occurred and I got I got something done. I'm not going to share because y'all need to be all in my business, child, you know. Um, but I managed to, to make a milestone in my transition. So I was extremely happy about that. And I went low, you know, because I had to recover. And um, I had to recover and focus on school and graduating and fulfill my obligations. And you all know, just because I don't put stuff out, I, I stay working. You know, I'm a very busy woman. I stay working, child. I am a hardworking little thing. Honey, she stays working, okay? We're working, okay? No, for real. Like, I, I stay on the grind, even through the midst of chaos, even when the world was, like, shut down. I was like, no, I'm still working. I'm an essential worker. I still have to network. No, you're not taking shit away from me, bitch. Like, you know, because <laughs> for me, I felt like, God damn it, I came so far, and I'm about to graduate, and you're telling me the world is fucking ending? Oh, fuck that. It's not ending. You motherfuckers are going to let me reap what I sowed. You're going to pay me back for the shit. That I went through at that goddamn college I went to, okay? And I'm not slandering the school, but I went through a lot of shit. You know, I re- as you all know, I recently graduated from UCLA. I came in there in 2011, um, was supposed to graduate in 2015, got caught up in a lot of politic bullshit, a lot of political bullshit on campus, and me being such an outspoken person. Um, caused me to have a lot of issues with several um, big wigs on that campus who are, you know, powerful people. Um, But who I am, 
I'm an individual where if I feel like I'm being done wrong, I will definitely say something about it. Um, and not only did I deal with that throughout my nine years at UCLA, because I um, went, was supposed to graduate in 2015, had some bullshit occur that, that took years in the making of, of BS, by the way, had things going on behind the scenes on that campus to me um, that resulted in me being arrested and suspended. And, you know, you guys, I've never actually talked about this on air yet. This is my first time talking about this. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to get too much into detail. Um, but I was, I, I, I do feel that, I feel that I was done wrong by, um, by several individuals. And I'm going to leave it there. They know who they are. There's no need to run into the story. Um, I did an LA Times article um, and I spoke very candidly about some of the things I struggled with and nothing that I spoke about was published <laughs> in that article. They instead found the charges um, against me. You know, they went and found my records and found out why I was arrested. I got arrested for criminal threats and stalking. I just want to reassure you guys that it's completely false. The system is fucking rigged. I mean, I was arrested and silenced on campus for being an outspoken black person who is trans. I hit them in every fucking way. And I hit them in every fucking way. And, I, and you know, I can't get too much into it, you guys, because I just left the school. So once again, this is not me dissing the institution. This is me talking about individuals within that institution who, who uh, caused harm upon me and me standing up for myself and not taking it. And me dealing with that for years, years of racism, years of uh, transphobia, years of, you know, because I transitioned right when I got there. I transitioned. I started my trans. I started my physical transition, like my the end of my like freshman sophomore year or whatever. Although I've always felt like, you know, I'm this way. I've always felt like this way. I've always been very effeminate, etc. But by the way, I'm not dissing the school at all. But I dealt with people who were shady ass people. Um, in every way. I was bullied in the workplace. Um, I was harassed off campus for who I was. A lot of things happened to me. And, the, and by the way, this happened throughout the four years of me being there before I got locked up for not taking it no more. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna leave it right there. But all I will say is that I somehow managed to graduate after being kicked out of that goddamn school, suspended and arrested. And then people, people, and they know who they are, they know exactly who they are because they're probably listening to my podcast now and they know that I finished. People who did not want to see me succeed and did everything in their power to, to defecate on my name and my character. So I'm, I will say this. I am so thankful that um, I made it through that and I graduated. I don't want to get too deep into it because that's my personal life and my personal business, but it's also out there. That's something that is out there. It's out there, you know, but for the people who know me in real life, they know exactly what went down <laughs> and I know exactly what went down because it happened to me. Um, shit happens for a reason. To this day, I, you know, it has, I've had such a traumatic experience at, um, at that school um, due to the people that I've dealt with on that campus, um, due to how I was treated by the black community on that campus. Uh, due to how I was treated by white people on that campus, due to how I was treated by uh, uh, LGBTQ people on that campus, 
I don't know what it was about me, but you know, I, I, maybe it was because I came in in 2011 at a time where people were not receptive of trans people. They were not that supportive. I think now everyone's claiming that they're allies and half of y'all niggas are not true allies. So I'm just gonna say it like that. But I do feel that we do live in a time now within the last 10 to 15 years where there has been like, you know, this, this, this influx of trans people who have gotten major platforms and I'm happy for that. Hell, I want a platform too. But what I'm saying is that I think that finally there's like this this consciousness of people finally finally respecting our existence a little bit, just a teeny bit. Y'all won't give it all to us, but y'all y'all finally are somewhat starting to respect us and say, "Hey, you're kind of a human too." So now I'm gonna acknowledge you. You get me? So when I went through that. Um, it was a lot. And all I can say is that the reason, another reason why I kind of went low is because I was like, I need to graduate. I don't give a fuck about this fucking pandemic. I don't give a fuck about any of this. I mean, I do care because it's affecting me and it's affecting everybody. But I'm saying I, I had to get into a mindset of like, this is this is mine and we're finishing it until the end. I am not going anywhere. I've already been disrespected. I've already been called every name in the book. I've already had people mess up my reputation I you know me standing up for myself inevitably I kind of shot myself in the foot by standing up for myself with me being a black person and a black woman and shit who happens to be a trans person too you get me so that caused me to block myself too by me saying something about it by me saying that I'm being done wrong um it is what it is you live and you learn this world is a political place you have to learn how to move in this world and you know all in all Despite the negative experiences that I went through and the depression that I went through for years when I was silenced and when I when I had to get my life together, um, I'm here now. So I just want to share that, you know, I've been going through that. Um, I've been in a very just self-reflective, transformative place in every single way throughout this entire pandemic, through the good and the bad. It has been gut-wrenching, um, but also joyous. It's also been joyous. And um, I'm very blessed and I'm very thankful. And I'm thankful for all the love and support from the genuine people who really support me. Now, if your ass didn't fucking like me back in the day at UCLA, <laughs> and now you're trying to act like you're so supportive or whatever, I just want you to know that, you know, I, I see what's going on. I wasn't born yesterday. Um, or if you're an individual who kind of didn't really um, see it for me, you know, and you acted like you did or whatever. I don't really know what the fuck. All I know is that I know the people who are genuinely in my life and who have been there from day one. And I also know the people who are sort of um, acting like they were super, super supportive and caring when they truly weren't and they just want to be a part of the moment. So I'll leave it at that. That's all I have to say on that shit. Um, but, you know, that's just a personal candid moment with you guys. And, um, you know, there's a lot that I've, that I've dealt with. Um, there's a lot that I've dealt with. And all I can say is that um, I'm very, 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 very thankful that I completed my undergraduate education. Um, the good things happen along the way, yes. Did bad things happen along the way, yes. Were lessons, were, were important life lessons learned, yes. Um, I take accountability for everything. Um, I have no regrets. Um, I have no regrets. And 
I, I will say that I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because that was a very painful situation for me at that damn school. I'm still in therapy, too. Like, I'm still working on myself and I'm still, you know, um, making peace with that. But I'll give myself a pat on the back because I've always stood by what I believe in. Regardless if people thought I was fucking crazy. You know, I'm the type where I'm like, yeah, I am fucking crazy. You have to be crazy to survive in this fucking world. This world will chew you up and spit you out of fucking life. This world is no joke. You see the you see the shit going on right now. How the hell did a a virus just pop up at okay, you know, I I'm just saying. Like now there's race wars and the Karen's are running around calling the police every five minutes and you know, they 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 want people to destroy each other and destroy themselves. And We have to be strong, you guys. And for me, this is such a weird time. It is such a weird time, but I'm so thankful that I still have my health. I'm so thankful that I still have a place. I'm so thankful that um, I still, I'm, I'm still doing the podcast. I'm so thankful that I have loving um, friends around me and people who care about me and, and people who I consider family. You know, um, it's rough out here. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, girls like me, we're getting killed left and right. Every day when I fucking get online, I'm seeing another girl like myself being killed. You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing trans girls being murdered and fucking dismembered and all this wild fucking shit. And I'm seeing cis women being murdered and killed. I'm seeing black, it's just a lot, you know, and we have to maintain you guys. And I know that it is hard. I know you're probably sitting here like, how the fuck am I going to pay my rent for August? Girl, I'm going to tell you, I'm in the same boat, literally. I'm over here like, God, just let me make the rent. (laughs) That's all I'm concerned about. The rent and the bills. Because they still come. Yes, the world is burning down outside, but I don't want to be outside while it's burning. I want to be inside while it's burning. You get me? A bitch want to have a roof over her head. You get me? So for me, I, I just don't have space for distractions and bullshit. I just don't. I don't have time for it. I don't have fucking time for it. I, you know, I only have time for people who are bringing positivity into my life. That's all I could take. Every time you leave the house or you look at your phone, it's bad news. Number 45 is out here showing his fucking ass. Kanye West is out here joining him. What the fuck are we supposed to do? I'm gonna tell you what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to maintain and keep going. Period. We have to. We have to. That's all we can do. That's literally all you could do. Some days you're not going to have any answers. Some days you're not going to feel like it. Some days you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. How did I even wake up today? Trust me. I've went through that, you guys. I've went through that. I have went through that. And, but I feel like for me, I've been very, very self-reflective and very um, in touch with me. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not perfect at all. I have never claimed to be perfect, but I feel like this is this has definitely forced me to step it up, you know? And maybe it's because I've been through so much shit. I've been knocked down so much. So where I think people are like, oh my God, you seem like you're so happy. And I think for me, it's and this is my philosophy, you guys. I've had several pandemics in my life. And when I say that, I'm saying like I've, I've had so many situations of trauma and being stripped of everything and having to start over. Like, I know what that feels like. It's happened to me like 
fucking six times in my life where I've been in situations where I've had to start over and it wasn't fair. And I'm out here pouring my heart out. I'm out here showing love to everybody, you know, getting fucking disrespected, being shitted on. I'm being told to, to take a back seat, <laughs> you know, because of who I am and how I don't matter and how I'm not important. And for me, I, I'm at a place where I go where the love is and that's it. If there's no love there, I don't want to fucking be there. I don't want to go nowhere where I'm not fucking invited. I don't want to go nowhere where bitches are fake. And I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm gonna get street with y'all real quick. You know, I I don't I don't want to be around people who have ill intentions for me. I see through bullshit. I'm a very sweet girl. I'm a very loving person, but I see through bullshit. So throughout this pandemic, I don't have time for bullshit. I don't. And, you know, for my listeners, you don't have to either. We have to deal with what we can deal with to our capacity. And that's it. You don't owe nobody shit. Now, don't be being rude to the people who love you. You see what I'm saying? But but you have to give what you can give. And that's it. Only give what you can. No one should have these high expectations of each other right now. Even me. I had to call myself out and be like, damn... I can't have these expectations on my friends. They're getting through this too. This is something This is something that is bigger than all of us um, on a spiritual level, on a psychological level, on an institutional level, and in various ways where you have to be, you have to have a backbone. You have to. Now, now, it's, now it's on. <laughs> And that's just on a serious note, you know, and I know that this show, I know that my podcast, I'm very fun and laid back and I talk, you know, I talk my shit or whatever. And, you know, I thank you guys for listening to that because I wanted to get back to that so badly. Um, Let's move into the next segment now because I've been rambling for 22 minutes. But I just wanted to check in with you guys about how I've been managing and how I've been doing. Um, And recently... I started something called Unpack, A Healing Conversation. That's that's a cute little series that I started with my friend Katisha. She's a personal friend of mine and a fellow content creator. And um, I've known her for years. I've known her for almost 10 years now. And um, she's a wonderful girl. And me and her, we have had a lot of conversations. And she literally was like, hey, I know you ain't... you Because ain't, I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. At the beginning of this podcast, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was wondering if I should not do the podcast anymore. And I knew that I would come back because I didn't want to give up on it. But I felt like a part of me was like, well, is it even worth it? I mean, the world has fucking stopped. What can I do? You know, like no one gives a fuck about what the fuck I say. Like shit is getting horrible out here. Shit is changing, you know, and but she she was in my corner and she, she was one of the, the friends in my life that was really in my corner, like, put some shit out, keep going. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And she was like, we got to get you on YouTube. We have to expand. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I <laughs> like, I was like, I just, I don't feel like I have anything to say. I'm, I'm focused on me. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in survival mode. I don't have time for the bullshit. So not fuck the podcast, but basically fuck the podcast for a minute. I need a moment to myself and, and not, not F my listeners, but I'm saying, you know, my here's the thing: the perfect blend is my baby. So, I I wasn't in a I wasn't in a sense saying like f it all together, but I just think I was in a place of like 
I need, I need a moment to recalibrate. I need a moment to make sense of what the hell is going on, where I fall in this, and how I'm going to survive. Because me being black and being a trans woman, I don't want to be a fucking prostitute. I don't want to be homeless during these times. You know, I don't want to be on the streets. I'm all I got. I ain't got nobody having my back. You get me? I have people who love me and shit, and I'm connected. I have resources and shit like that. But at the same time, that's, that's a reality for me. If I were to get injured today, I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. You see what I'm saying? That's the reality of what's going on here. And I think we get so caught up with working and, and wanting success so badly that we forget that we are humans and we forget that we can die and that we're fucking mortal. All this shit could end tonight. I'm just being honest. We, and I think that's what this pandemic has also showed me, but also everyone else. It's like, bitch, death is always out here. Get your shit together and be grateful, you know? I'm sorry if I'm being so abrasive, you guys. No, but you know, I just had to, we had to give it straight no shooter, you know? And, but all in all, I'm so excited. Back to Katisha, see I'm rambling again, back to Katisha. But no, me and her, we did the Unpack series and that's a beautiful series that her and I came up with where we have an intra-communal dialogue about um, issues within the black community. And our first, um, our first episode of that or our show of that was done on Instagram Live on Katisha's Instagram page. You can watch episode one or the first part of that, part one, um, at I am Katisha. That's I am, that's the letter I, A-M-K-A-T-E-I-S-H-A. That's her Instagram page. You can find it on her IGTV link on her page. Go find it, figure it out. But um, I want you guys to listen to that. It was fun. It was great commentary. And in part one, we talked about um, performative unity, Black sisterhood, and Black love. It was dope. And then um, when we did that on Instagram Live, um, one of our friends from college, his name is Eric, he has his own uh, nonprofit that he does with his other friend called, her name is Nisha, and it's called For Our Kin, and they focus on um, developing the future Black and Brown um, individuals of the future. They really want to influence um the future, how could I say this? My understanding of their mission is that basically they want to create a space of uh, leadership, engagement, um, and awareness for black and brown people to give them the tools necessary to become our future leaders for our community. Um, wonderful nonprofit. I love them. They have a Facebook group on Facebook and it's, um, it's the number four, the word our, that's O-U-R-K-I-N. That's for our kin. They have a Facebook page slash Facebook group where we did part two because Eric, he saw part one and he loved it. And it's interesting because we had a lot of people who were being super critical of part one and they had all these problems with what we were saying. But then Eric and Nisha, they were like, no, we loved it. This is raw. This is dope. We want y'all to come and do part two. And um, we went and we did part two on Facebook Live. <laughs> so you could find that on my Facebook page under Khalif Starks. That's K-A-L-E-E-F. Khalif is my full name. K-A-L-E-E-F. S-T as in Tom A-R-K-S. You can find that on my Facebook page. You can also find the link on my Instagram profile at K-Day. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. Damn, I feel like P. Diddy. I got like five fucking names. Um, but K-Day, K-Day and, um, K-Day is my Twitter and my Instagram. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. Find it there. Find it on my Facebook page. If, um, I might take it down soon so I could put my link of my podcast back up. But, um, the content is out there and I will figure out a way to record 
that episode because I recorded the first one on audio. So I'm going to figure out how to record part two from the Facebook Live in which, oh, oh, and let me, let me tell you guys, in part two of that conversation of Unpack a Healing Conversation, we focused on um, performative unity. Again, we went deeper into the concept of performative unity and Black inclusivity of LGBTQ people who are Black. So, you know, Black inclusivity of Black LGBTQ people. And with part two, our goal was to, to have Black people be aware of what they stand for and make sure that they know what they're standing for and, and being aware of everyone in our community, but also talking about ways that we can bridge Black cisgender people with Black LGBTQIA plus individuals, you know, um, who are gender variant, non-binary, gay, trans, lesbian, the whole fucking rainbow children, okay? So part two was lovely and it was such a wonderful opportunity. So I just want to say thank you so much, Eric. Nisha for inviting me and Katisha onto your platform. Thank you, Katisha, for inviting me onto your platform for part one. And that's what got all of this started. And now we're here. So I'm very, very thankful, you guys, because for me, I want people to know, I'm pretty sure for my listeners, y'all already know I'm a multifaceted gal, okay? (laughs) She's a girl who wears multiple hats, you know? But I think that with my show, with the whole celebrity gossip thing, I think people try to pigeonhole me and they don't think that I'm smart. They don't think that I'm intelligent. They don't think that I say shit that's meaningful. They don't think that I'm spiritual. They don't think that I'm this. I'm a whole human. I am a whole woman, okay? I'm a whole person. You get me? So I wanted to challenge myself though and do the Unpack series to really show that I'm capable of um, discussing other topics more in depth and also being on camera because in the future, you guys, I want to come to YouTube. So I'm on my way to YouTube. I will be there soon. Don't know when, but it's coming. And um, yeah, so those are some of my housekeeping and updates and check-ins with me. So thank you all for showing me so much love. Now we have about 30 minutes. Let's get into the fun shit now. This is the shit that I've been looking forward to all fucking day. And let me tell you guys, look, I was so giddy because as I was, you know, driving from doing my errands and stuff and coming back home to record the podcast. Because I record my podcast at home, you know what I'm saying? You know, one day we'll be in a fancy studio somewhere. You get me? One day, one day, one day, one day. I cannot wait to go to a studio. I'm going to get there. But in the meantime, we do it. You know, I'm very intimate with my show. And um, as I was coming home, I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to them about some fun shit. Because the world has been so heavy. So how can we have fun during these times? But I know that I'm not the only one who kind of wants to get away and escape a little bit. Um, you know, we're all in tune to what's what's going on, but it's like, sometimes it's like, oh my God, I don't care about this shit. I just, you know, I'm like, can, can, can I just turn it off? You know? So that's why I'm here to entertain. Okay. So here we go. Now we're going to jump into our Yes Queen Award. So as you all know, the Yes Queen Award is something where I highlight women, um, who are really doing shit that I think is dope. It could be any woman. It could be woman in my personal life. It could be famous woman. It could be local. It could be anybody. If, if I think you're doing hot shit, I'm going to highlight you on my show. Um, you know, because I'm a womanist. I love my girls. I support women. Um, now, if you were hating ass... Oh, let me know. <laughs> See, I'm in a little soft. I'll say, if you were hating ass, bitch. No, but you know, now if you over here hating or whatever, I don't, I don't rock with that. But you know, I'm always very supportive of um, all my girls. I love, you know, I love supporting causes that women are doing. So, um, 
all types of women. All my femmes out there. You know, if you're a femme queen, I highlight them sometimes as well. Um, and sometimes I highlight men. I feel like men get a lot of highlight all the time. So I try not to do that all the time with, with men in particular. But if they're doing something that's dope, I'll definitely highlight them. Um, and that's not to say that I'm against men. But I just want to censor women and femmes. And femmes as well. You know, women, and that's inclusive of trans women, non-binary, femmes, all of y'all. Queer women, bisexual, pansexual, I don't care if you a femme or a woman, you identify with that, and you're doing some stuff that I that I want to put on this, then I'll, I'll recognize it, you feel me? Um, so my first one goes to, let's see. My first one goes to my dear friend, Katisha. And the reason why I want to highlight her is because and I respect, this is someone who is my personal friend in my personal life. So I respect their personal life. So I'm not going to go into their, you know, that's my homie. But I just want to say you get a yes queen award because I have seen so much growth in you. And I know that you are taking it one day at a time. So I just want to let you know that I support you. And I'm so thankful that we have gotten closer in our friendship. And I'm so thankful that we can work together too. And I'm so thankful to have um, a black cis woman, a black woman. Let's start with you. I'm I'm thankful to have a sister in my life who um, who has grown and who's understanding and who who shows love and um, you're also working on yourself and I see it and I'm just so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I always tell you this in person. You're a beautiful person. You're a beautiful woman inside and out, physically gorgeous ass skin. I always tell you your skin is fucking phenomenal. Katisha has beautiful skin. She looks like she's Ethiopian. Like her, 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 like her structure, everything beautiful as fuck. And she has like these high cheekbones. And I'm like, oh my God, you're, you're stunning. Um, but I want to highlight you for everything you're doing. You're a mother. You're out here working your ass out for you and your child. You're a single mom. You're out here. You're, you're a graduate of one of the best schools in the country. Um, you're educated, you're smart. And, um, I'm just so happy that we're the type of friends where if we do call each other out, we do it in a loving way. And um, I love you, sis, and I'm so proud of you. And I hope we keep doing stuff together because it's, it's really good. You know, it's really, really good. And um, I want you guys to check out the stuff that me and her did together. I think it was dope. Um, the next person who gets the Yes Queen Award, another friend of mine. Her name is Chelsea. Chelsea, I fuck with you i fuck with you now chelsea and i we met a few months ago we met uh december of last year um at a christmas party actually (laughs) and um during this pandemic chelsea has and i feel like i don't say this enough to her i think i say it sometimes but chelsea has really um been very supportive and and very um understanding and it's funny because both of these women are, you know, they're black cisgender women, right? Um, Chelsea, I, Chelsea has her own podcast. It's called Camla Pistola Podcast. It's on SoundCloud. Let me spell that out for you guys because I want y'all to go and check her out because this woman is phenomenal in her own right. That's C-A-M, C as in cat, A-M as in Mary, L-A, P as in Peter, I, S as in Sam, T as in Tom. O-L-A-A. That's Camla Pistola. 
C-A-M-L-A-P-I-S-T-O-L-A-A podcast on SoundCloud. I share her stuff on all my social media. Um, I'm just so happy that we have become personal friends. What's so interesting about Chelsea is that when I first met her, it's not, I, I knew she liked me, but she is some, Chelsea is someone who doesn't, easily warm up to a lot of people. (laughs) Chelsea is a very particular person and I like people like that because in this world you have to be that way. This girl is kick-ass and this girl she vets the fuck out of people before she gets to know them or whatever and she just doesn't have time for the bullshit you know and I admire women like that you know and Chelsea has been through so much in her life. She talks about it openly on her podcast. She um she dealt with a lot, you guys. She's she's dealt with physical abuse, um, trigger warning, sexual abuse. Um, um, she she was addicted to um, substances, and she dealt with that, and now she recovered from that. Um, cold turkey, you know. So she's very candid about not only her life but spirituality. She's deep into her spiritual bag. Um, her podcast is very centered on spirituality and higher knowledge and self-care and self-awareness and accountability and personhood. I think that's I think that's what she stands for. I feel that her whole vibe and her whole image is very much so character and personhood. Like, I stand for this. This is my identity. I'm going to challenge myself in every way and work on myself. It's, her podcast to me is very in the lane of like commentary, self-help, spirituality, how to get through your bullshit, how to work through it. I'm not perfect. Look at me. I ain't perfect, but I'm working on it and I'm showing you how you can work on it. That's that's what Chelsea is. And I love her. And um, confident woman. Um, that's my sister. And I'm so happy I met her. She popped up out of no fucking where. I don't know how the fuck we became friends. But our spirits connected when I met her. And uh, she is phenomenal. Like, I know why we became friends. But I'm saying, like, I didn't see this friendship coming. You know? So I'm blessed because um, I've had bad friendships before. And when I met her, I kind of wasn't in the place of, like, getting to know new friends. I was very kind of, like, scarred with uh, particularly female friends. You know, I was kind of in a, in a scarred place with women, um, regardless if they're trans or cis, but especially cis women. I think I've had a lot of felt friendships with cis women that kind of hurt me um, a lot. So I just wasn't in a place. <laughs> but her and I were cool as hell. And um, she's someone where, you know, um, she's amazing. You know, she holds all of us accountable. I hold her accountable. She's dope as shit. So I, I give you a Yes Queen Award because you have an amazing podcast. You have an amazing platform. Not only that, outside of that, you're an amazing person. And I feel so honored to know you um, on a personal level. Like, you're, you're, you're an individual where I'm so honored. I really, truly am. And um, she's also showed me love on her podcast. So I'm showing it back. And um, I will be coming to her show very soon. I'm a little nervous because her show is, oh, y'all think my show, I mean, we, we're all in our own lanes, but I'm saying she is someone who doesn't fucking play. I don't play neither, but she don't play. So I'm kind of like, oh shit, she want me on her show. Oh my God, how is this going to go? But I know she loves me and um, I love, I love you too, boo. And I'm shouting you out. So that's my second Yes Queen Award. My third one, now we're moving into celebrity shit, okay? 
I know you guys, this is a very personal episode. You guys might get a part two. Um, my, as far as celebrities go, I'm going to give this particular Yes Queen Award because I don't think, I don't think this person has ever gotten it, but not only just celebrity, but a notable figure, a public figure, um, who's a woman, um, Tiana Taylor, Tiana fucking Taylor, Tiana motherfucking Taylor, Tiana Taylor. So if you all don't know who Tiana Taylor is, she is, um, an R&B singer, um, a model, a dancer, a choreographer, a fashion designer, um, an actress, a producer, a director. Phenomenal. Tiana Taylor broke into the entertainment industry and she kind of got on the singing uh, back in the day with uh, MTV's My Super Sweet 16 back in, I think, 2006 or 2005 or some shit, 2007, somewhere around there. Now she's, I think, I think now she's 30 years old or something, but she's 29 or 30 now. But basically she broke in the scene of the industry and hip hop and stuff through My Sweet 16. And she also got a record deal with Star Trek, Pharrell, Pharrell's label. Um, and she's been in the industry for a very long time. Her first single was Google Me Baby. I know y'all probably remember that. It was a cute little record. You know, she was a young gal, you know, feeling herself, dancing and stuff. Um, after that, she choreographed um, Beyonce's Ring the Alarm music video. So she choreographed that for Beyonce, um, which says a lot about the girl's talent. You know, when, when Beyonce picks up the phone and calls you, girl, you better fucking show up and deliver. Tiana Taylor worked her fucking ass off. And I give her a Yes Queen Award because she just released her third album, which to me feels like her, her like, uh, Tiana has been in the game for so long. This album feels like a fifth album. You get me? She's been in the game for what? Like, I think 15 years, something like that. 20, not 20 years, not 20. I think 10 years. Yeah, because she's, she's 29 almost 10 years, somewhere around there. She's been, like 13 years, somewhere around there. She's been in the industry. She's been in the game. But I think Tiana Taylor with this recent album, she really gave, it's, it, the recent album she released is called The Album. <laughs> That's the title of it. Beautiful album. Artwork is phenomenal. She channeled Grace Jones. Very um, jet black skin, black and white with a um, flat top haircut with a fade. Uh, with leather pants on and she's getting giving you this fucking couture ass pose and just and and they they like framed her body like they made her body super slender it's so beautiful how they how they orchestrated that photo shoot um but the imagery her body is like ultra it's like minimalistic and it's really sleek and just it's really abstract and beautiful the album cover is so breathtaking oh my god i'm over i'm studying right now wait where's my gatorade oh my god i People get annoyed with me because I stand for the underdogs. I don't give a fuck what you guys think. I like all music. I don't just like the popular people. I like the people who are um, the underdogs. I like the people who've been in the industry and they've been fighting to put out music and they've been fighting these record labels. They've been going through shit behind the scenes. They've been they've been getting up work and getting a check. And so let's get into the album. The album that she just did was phenomenal. I love it. Great piece of work. It's her lane. You don't have to be a fan of Tiana Taylor. I think she's talented um, in her own right. And I just wanted to show her love because I feel like a lot of people don't give her that. I think a lot of people don't really... I think the problem with Tiana and her team is that her previous projects, they didn't, they didn't understand how to execute anything for her. 
And also her as an artist, I think she has a lot of ideas, but she doesn't always know how to execute it efficiently, but she doesn't have the support to allow her to do that, right? Because it's not just the artist, it's your label, it's your budget, it's it's your team, it's your, your stylist, all of these things. And Tiana, she's always worked hard, but I just think that she didn't have she didn't have a team that understood her and put her in the front. You get me? And also, too, she... I just think she had a difficult time. You know, she was signed to Pharrell. That didn't work out. Then she signed with Kanye with the whole good music group or whatever. And she's had a rough patch with them. And finally, with this album, they have understood her. You know, I think that she's been around a lot of men in the industry, a lot of heavy hitters in the industry who were heavy hitters in their own right. But they did not understand her as an artist. You get me? So with this album, I feel like this album makes sense. The other two albums also made sense. But this one, and her other two albums are great, by the way. The second one, they fucked her up with that. I was so disappointed with how Kanye and her team did her. You know, he rushed her production. She didn't get proper treatment as an artist. So it's only so much that she can do. You get me? She could sing, she could dance her ass off. I saw her last year at Essence. Phenomenal woman. So I'm going to stop right there because I'm rambling right now with Tiana. But Tiana, oh, really quickly. She just got, she did a, she got a deal with MAC Cosmetics. Wonderful. I'm just like, you're a chocolate girl too. I love it. I think that women like her are a great example. And um, I love, I love, I love a lot of female artists. I love my male artists too. But, you know, I definitely rep the women in the industry because I feel like a lot of the women don't, especially in R&B and hip hop, I feel like a lot of women don't get the respect. They just don't. And I think a lot of people, um, they give the respect to the big dogs. You know, the Rihanna's, the Beyonce's, which is great. But there there are so many others that are also talented. I'm not saying that they're equally. I'm not saying who's talented, who's more talented. We all know Beyonce is the queen. You know, we all know Rihanna is in her own lane. You get me? Um, respectively to each artist. But what I'm saying is that I like, I like other people too. You know, I like other artists. I don't just listen to R&B and hip-hop. I listen to other things, too. You know, that's just where, I, that's where my love is, though. It's R&B, soul first, soul music, and then hip-hop and rap. And, you know what I'm saying? And then pop and all the other shit after. But, um, oh, and I love, I love electronic and dance music, too, you guys. And I love house music as well. I love, I live for house music. Um, anywho. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to highlight her. And now we are going to move into our survey topics. You know, I've been talking to... First of all, thank you guys for listening to me ramble. We're about 46 minutes in and you're going to get a part two with more celebrity commentary. You are. You're going to get a part two because I got some shit to talk about. Um, let's move into it. <laughs> so our celebrity news. So as you all know, I, you know, here's the thing about Kanye West. So Kanye, over the weekend, he announced that he was running for fucking president and for me, I'm just like, you know, isn't the world already enough of a fucking joke? You get me? Like, what the fuck? You know, but um, of course he would say that. He's been saying it. He, he already said this, I think, last year or something that he was wanting to be president. He was kind of joking about it or whatever. He said this in 2018 as well, I believe. So for me, mm, I'm not going to give too much light to him. Um, he They did come out with a story recently um, on, uh, I believe it was TMZ. You know, we gotta, we gotta give our sources the shout out. Um, I believe it was TMZ or Love B. Scott. Sorry, you guys. But, um, according to them, 
people around Kanye, um, they've been saying that he also has been having a really, really bad bipolar episode recently. And this is something that occurs once a year. Um, so outside of that, you know, uh, this is some bullshit. Okay. That's all I have to fucking say. And, you know, in the words of Jamie Foxx, you know, this is some fucking, I'm not here for the bullshit. This is BS. It's stupid. And, you know, um, haven't we already had enough? But, you know, I'm just going to say this. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's just, I just feel like, uh, we're so driven by celebrity. And I'm someone who does celebrity gossip. I love, I love celeb culture. But what I'm saying is that it's, it's just interesting how when you pull away from this shit and you just look at us as a fucking society, this is some wild ass fucking shit. Our, our number 45 is a reality star. His wife is a, is a former sex worker and high paid escort. No shade, no shade. You know, I love my sex workers, you guys. And shit, she did it right. She's the first lady. <laughs> shit, if you're going to be a hoe, you better do it right. Um, <laughs> it's a fucking joke. This is a joke. This is a joke. It's a big ass smoke and mirror fest. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Oh, and they said that he already missed his, he said that he was going to, you know, he's putting in his bid to run, but he already missed the time frame or the time period to actually register or sign up or whatever the fuck they do to fucking, you know, put themselves in the running to actually become president. So it's bullshit. Will it happen? I don't think it'll happen. I honestly think that number 45, you know what? Let me not talk about my political views. I'm going to leave that off of this show. All I'm saying is that Kanye West is full of shit. Next topic. Um, Tiffany Haddish responded and she trolled him on Twitter. It was fucking hilarious. Basically, Kanye West tweeted that he was going to run for president. Tiffany Haddish, the comedian, she ready. How you doing? Tiffany Haddish. Okay, I love you. Um, Not to copy Wendy, you guys. But for real, Tiffany Haddish, she trolled him back. And um, she copy and pasted his tweet of him saying, oh, you know, come, this is in America, this is God's calling. I decided to run for president. We need a lot. Yada, yada, yada. She copy and pasted his tweet. <laughs> and then she put, I'm going to run for president too. <laughs> and then she was all like, and Dave Chappelle is going to be my running mate. Hashtag Haddish and Chappelle 2024 20, or whatever the next. Look, you guys. I, uh, no, 2021. I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was fucking hilarious. She's such a troll. And then after that, she she cut her hair. She cut her hair. She was on Instagram Live a few days ago. She had these beautiful dreads in her hair and she just cut it off. And she posted a second video basically saying that she's not crazy. Don't be concerned for her mental health. This is something that she wanted to do. She wanted to see her scalp and she wanted to feel free and be in touch with herself and and be in touch with her scalp. She was like, I've never seen my scalp. I know every part of my body. I know every birthmark. I know every mole. But I want to see my scalp. Kudos to you, girl. Cut your fucking hair because it's a lot of shit going on. And the last thing we fucking need is to be getting our fucking hair done. My, I've been over here putting in weaves in my head. I've been wearing ponytails and shit. Sometimes I want to be bald-headed too. But see, I can't pull it off. I got a hook in the back of my fucking head, girl. I got fat in the back of my head because I lost a lot of weight. You know, <laughs> so I got I got a fat, medial, meat, milk-dud-ass head back there. <laughs> 
lot of fat in the back of my head and I got a fucking hook back there and I got dimples and shit literally on my skull. You know, like in the back of the head where the hook is at in the back. So I wish I could be bald headed and look like Amber Rose, a chocolate version with blonde hair. I wish I could rock short hair. But some people could do it and some people can't do it. You know, Tiffany, go for it. If you want to cut your fucking hair, do it. Do I think you might look a little strange? Um, I think once she gets a lineup or whatever and she makes it cute, like once she gets a style with it, because that's the beautiful thing about women who cut their hair. I love when they get like a lineup or they get a line in the middle or they make it cute and chic. I feel like she could pull it off. I feel like Tiffany could pull it off. At first, I was concerned. I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, what the fuck is going on? At first, I was like, what is happening? Um, are you having a Britney moment? You know, but <laughs> but Tiffany is, you know, what I like about her spirit is that she she's herself, man. And I don't care. You know, people always want to shit on her and say that she's too ghetto or whatever. You know, Tiffany, I like you are yourself. You're yourself, man. Fuck that. Be who you are. And I think that now, I think what has made her so famous and popular and respected um, is the fact that she's herself. I think people always want black people to be hella respectable and stuff. And I think that's what comes with it. I do I do think to a certain extent we do have to be, you know, classy and high. And, you know, I think that kind of comes with it. But at the same time, um, Tiffany is funny, you know, and she's herself. I know some people like to shit on her and say she's not a good comedian. That's y'all prerogative. I don't give a fuck. I like Tiffany Haddish. Um, she's cool with me. Good job to you, girl. Cut your fucking hair. Um, next topic. Let's see. Oh, shit, you guys. Naya Rivera from Glee. Um, she was reported missing um, in Los Angeles yesterday around, I believe, 5 o'clock in Lake Piru in Los Angeles. It's the lake over here in L.A., um, or near LA and essentially what was so weird about it and the story according to TMZ you know let's pull up the story really quickly before the show ends we have about six minutes and I'm gonna do a part two for you guys um hmm according to TMZ according to TMZ is a little confusing but essentially as of 11 12 a.m today more than 80 people are currently involved in the search for naya rivera and they have boats they have um they have atvs vehicles they have personnel trying to locate naya rivera's body um she is presumed dead and so they find what's going on and apparently they found her son on a boat by himself and her son is four years old. So they went out to this lake, I guess, to have quality time together and they were on a boat. And um, the son was found by himself and she wasn't in the boat. And he just basically said how he didn't know where she was. And he's four years old. Um, So they're trying to find her. And you know, for me, I'm kind of like, it's only so much information that you can kind of get out of a four-year-old. You know, but but something about this is very strange. You know, you're out there with your child by yourself in a boat. You know, I think that something happened. You know, 
I don't know if she got kidnapped. I don't know if somebody took her out there. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But I just, you know, I find it really odd and creepy and eerie that they have not found her yet. And they said that the lake was uh, about nine inches deep or something crazy. It was a shallow lake. So the fact that they just can't find her. Um, and last night when they announced it, because she went missing yesterday evening around five o'clock, six o'clock. And then around 11 o'clock, they announced that they're going to put the search on hold until, until today. Um, until this morning or whatever. And, you know, right now it's like three, three, three o'clock, three, four o'clock in the afternoon here in, in L.A. But I'm concerned. And you know what, Naya? I, my condolences. I, I pray that they find her. I'm worried. I think that something is wrong. The fact that she has not been found. And the fact that the baby was found on the boat floating in the water by himself. This is just such an odd, strange situation. It's so freaky. It's so weird to me. Um, yeah. So, Naya, my heart goes out to you. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a Glee fan. But this is a very, very sad story. Um, and, yeah. Let's just send... You know, a lot of people are dying right now. I read a story about a, a woman who... Um, I saw the video, actually, on the Neighborhood Talk. Shout out to the Neighborhood Talk. Um, it was a video of a woman throwing her 8-year-old and her 3-year-old out of the out of an apartment balcony, an apartment complex. is a balcony to their apartment that caught on fire. She threw her children out, but it was too late. And, her, and she was set on fire and she died in the house. Um, it's been like three stories like that this week of, of mothers who were dying or coming up missing. And, you know, women just have it so hard right now. And thank God that woman, you know, her her children survived. But it's just so unfortunate that she died. But she put her life on the line for her kids. And, you know, she's a kick-ass parent. Because I, if, I, if my babies were in a fire, I would do that for my babies. I would. You know, I don't even want kids. But I'm saying I have a fighter spirit in me. And if I love you, I go to the end. You know, but um, this is part one. Hey, girl. I think I'm going to this episode. Hey, girl. <laughs> but um, we're going to do a part two because I still have more that I want to talk about with you guys. Um, in part two, I'll jump right into the celebrity concert. I won't, I won't, I won't kill your ears too much. But um, thank you for showing love to the Perfect Blend podcast. I am working on figuring out how to come to YouTube. I'm doing Instagram live now. I'm doing Facebook live now. Um, I finally feel comfortable to get on camera. I finally, finally feel more confident to do that. Um, I love y'all. And I thank y'all for listening to the show. I thank y'all for supporting me. Um, we are a small audience, but so far I have a total of one. We're almost at 1.5 thousand plays. I have some ratings on, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Leave me a rating on Apple, please. If you fuck with me, just leave me a five star, four star, whatever. Give me some feedback or whatever. Um... Show me love on Spotify. Um, I'm available on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Republic. Show me love. Follow me on Instagram at kday. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. Love you. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be right back with part two. Thank you for showing me love. All right. I'm checking out.